This is a Black Beauty highlight, where we take a moment to mention a Black person who has made or is making a positive impact. Today's Black Beauty is Mita Vo Warwick Fuller, who lived 1877 to 1968 and was a sculptor who adopted a horror-based style by depicting events of racial injustice. Born Mita Vo Warwick to a middle-class Black American family in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, she was interested in visual art from an early age and attended J. Liberty Tad's art school rather than a public school. In 1893, Mita's work was exhibited in the World's Columbian Exposition. This resulted in a scholarship to the Pennsylvania Museum and School of Industrial Arts, where she was one of just a few black students. There, her passion for creating sculpture blossomed. Warwick graduated in 1898, receiving a diploma and a teacher certificate. The following year, she traveled to Paris and studied at the Académie Colorasi for sculpture and La École des Beaux Arts for drawing. Warwick was known as the sculptor of horrors for her dark, expressive artistic renderings, which were often inspired by folklore and mythology. Much of her work was displayed in galleries throughout the city, including a private one-woman exhibit, and two of her sculptures, The Wretched and The Impenitent Thief, were on display at the Paris Salon. Warwick developed relationships with various successful artists and was recruited to create art for the Negro exhibit in the 1900 Paris World's Fair by W.E.B. Du Bois. He wasn't interested in more of her twisting bronze sculptures heavy with symbolism. Du Bois and Thomas Calloway, special agent for the exhibit, had something more practical in mind. They wanted a historical tableau. When she returned to the U.S. in 1903, her work wasn't received well by members of the Philadelphia art community. Critics called her work domestic, while others didn't welcome her because of her race. There wasn't an appreciation here for her sculptures influenced by mythology, and she quickly learned that to have any future as an artist here in America, she would have to meet requests for race-based work from the leading Black scholars, activists, and luminaries who controlled the commission pipeline. She was commissioned by W.E.B. Du Bois to continue creating sculptures representing Black American history and contributions. Her work was exhibited in the designated Negro areas of several World's Fairs. In 1907, she became the first Black American woman artist to receive a commission from the U.S. government when she was asked to create a piece for the 300th anniversary of the Jamestown, Virginia settlement. She created a series of dioramas depicting Black life and culture in the U.S., which included historical events, like the first enslaved Africans being delivered to Virginia in 1619, and Frederick Douglass delivering a commencement address at Howard University. Mita exhibited her work several times at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts and at the Boston Library. As she pressed herself into the mold Du Bois and Black scholars demanded, Mita also conformed to society's expectations of a proper middle-class Black American woman. After a lengthy courtship, she married Dr. Fuller, the first person of African descent to practice psychiatry in the U.S., and moved with him to a small town in Massachusetts. She began building two lives, one as a wife and mother, and another as an artist. Her husband opposed mixing the two, so she made space for herself as an artist, first setting up a home studio, and later financing and building a studio down the street, hiding it from her husband for as long as she could to keep him from undermining her work. Mita created revolutionary sculptures during the 1910s and 20s, and elevated the Black American experience as a subject worthy of depiction in art at a time when Black people were often depicted in negative and demeaning ways in art and media. 
1914, she created a sculpture called Ethiopia, also referred to as Ethiopia Awakening. The statue is considered in many circles as one of the symbols of the Harlem Renaissance. It depicts a female Egyptian mummy coming back to life, holding the end of her partially unwrapped bindings. There's a lot of speculation about the meaning of this sculpture. Some think it symbolizes Mita Fuller's experience. A woman half-wrapped, half-bound by societal expectations, by custom, by time itself, unable or unwilling to reject societal expectations, but equally uninterested in fully succumbing to them. Others believe this piece exemplifies a determination to shatter Africa's association with slavery and ignorance, and a historical validation and celebration of Africans and their connection to Black Americans. When Mita created this sculpture, Ethiopia was the only African nation that successfully maintained independence from European imperialists. She also completed a commemorative plaque in honor of Ethiopian Emperor Menelik II in 1912. Mita's work also captured the Black American experience at that time. Her sculpture, Mary Turner, a silent protest against mob violence, was created as a direct response to a 1918 lynching and was a tribute to the 1917 silent protest parade and protest of lynching organized by the NAACP, which we talked about at length in our first episode on James Weldon Johnson and the Black National Anthem. Late in her career in the 1960s, she wrote poetry and created sculptural tributes to the civil rights movement. Much of Fuller's early work, including most of the pieces she crafted in France, was destroyed in a 1910 warehouse fire. Obviously, she continued creating for decades after this tragedy. Some of her remaining pieces include In Memory of Mary Turner, which I talked about, Talking Skull from 1939, which depicts an African man in conversation with an ancestor, and Bust Up a Young Boy from 1914, which is a likeness of her son, Solomon Fuller Jr. This stands as a testimonial to Fuller as a mother, while the face that gazes out at the viewer carries the stoic calm of a black pharaoh. In 1998, her sculpture Emancipation was cast in bronze and installed as a public monument in Boston's Harriet Tubman Square. Her sculpture Ethiopia is now displayed at the Smithsonian Institute's National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. 